Hello, I'm Holly, and welcome to the podcast Spooky Saturday. My friend Kayla and I are here to question the suspicious, investigate the intriguing, and do our best to distinguish fact from fiction. Each episode, we dive headfirst into a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, history, and more to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts. Now let's begin. No! Esper Magic just said Mercury in retrograde is in retrograde. Again? I feel like it's always in retrograde. I don't know that that's my problem. I think I've been <laughs> cursed. But thanks for that. It'll well, probably get worse from here. Anyway, let's start over. <laughs> Welcome, Spooky <laughs> Scouts. Thank you to coming to this stream. Uh, sorry, things were a little messed up. Kayla is not cursed. Maybe she's cursed, but it's okay. You can cast a non-curse, right? I had my coffee dripped on my pants. Counter-curse. 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 Yeah. Gotta work on that. What's that? Uh, what's the D&D one? Um, Counters- um, counterspell? Counterspell, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotta do that counterspell up in here. Yeah. I know. We should get an affiliate clo- code for all of the clothes that we buy. <laughs> Those listening yeah. to the podcast, Kayla and I have a promble of buying, like, like nice, like, I mean, and, like, they're not cheap either, but it's like I don't get myself anything else nice. So I'm just like, oh, it's true. It's just, but I also don't go anywhere anymore because of the Rona. So I'm just like dressing for me, which is yeah, good. that's healthy. That is good. Yeah, it's that's, it's important. Yeah, that's what I like to think. Yeah, it's healthy. It's healthy and important. It was the well, it's the summer solstice today. So happy, uh, happy Litha, the summer solstice. Uh, last night I had a tiny bonfire uh, with some friends, enough to where it was allowed, Good. thanks to the Rona, and uh, we just burned some uh, some new some summer summer goals. So that sounds really nice. I went yeah. to a creek that had a nice waterfall and went swimming and just explored. It was it was like you had to like hike up and then down. I and, saw like, the pictures. It, stuff. It was lovely. Yeah, it's it such really a nice. flat waterfall. Yeah, isn't it weird? Yeah, it's so flat. So it's just like a. It's like if water was coming off like a corner. Yeah, it's just like I guess it's just super old, so mm. that's worn down. But you can just like go stand right in front of it, and it's really cool. That's really yeah, like that's it. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we made um honey cakes last night. A little Ooh. mold, little bees on them. It was super cute. <sighs> that's cute. And then um my friend Jesse picked some like berries from the forest and we put them on the cakes with honey and had mead that it was lovely sick sick. <laughs> it was thick um they were very tasty i still have some left but i'm saving them for dessert because they're tasty they're too tasty but yeah so that was that was nice uh it's warm but it's cloudy here because it's seattle and you know that's a it's a nice thing yeah it's a good place <sighs> It is a good place. Um, even if we're cursed, that's okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Jerry, those are from the forest. I don't even know how she found them. And they were so good too. They're like really sweet little like blackberries. I think they were the native blackberries. We were like, because there's a ton of invasive blackberries here that are like the big European ones, but I guess there's some little tiny native ones too. I don't know. Ooh. But they're tasty. We also tried, I think it was a hawthorn berry, which I've never tried before. Like some that kind of like nice. yeah, it was like tiny and like like a pretty color. It was it was really cool. 
Yeah, the yeah, Jack. Those you probably have the big ones there too. But like the big ones are gonna be popping off in like two, like two to three weeks. There's popping gonna be off. there's gonna be some berries here. There's gonna be some serious berries. It's gonna be berry time, bitch. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be berry time. So you know, watch this space for some more wee crowing <laughs> hens berry things. Also, as an update to all of you spooky scouts, the channel we stream on now is wee crowing hens on Twitch. So if you want to go there and check it out, it's still, if you subscribe before, you'll still be subscribed, but it's now yes. called We Crowing Hens so that not just me, Holly, can use it. Anyone can use it, really, who is interested Brandon. in nature and birds and fun educational times. <laughs> Creativity. Um, yeah, Exactly. Um, so yeah, so then all that switched over now, and uh, that's why it messed up in the beginning, and why it took us an extra twenty minutes to get live. Hooray! <laughs> but for but this week, now. yeah, we're here now. For this week, we're going to be talking about mediums mm-hmm. um, and psychics and, and psychics. psychics too. Yes. there's a distinction. Yeah, are we going to tell them like maybe why? Okay. Perfect. Yes. Yes, I think we should. So the <laughs> the hope is my friend sees a medium. Not regularly, but has several times. And I've been in contact with him to see if he was interested in doing a reading with us um, so we could talk about it. Because I was thinking if we talked about... On Spooky Saturday. On Spooky Saturday. Like, either live or maybe... Recorded and, like, we do a... Yeah. Yeah. Because I might get read to filth. I don't know. Yeah, they're just like, they're just like, hmm. (laughs) Someone in this room is cursed. And I'll be like... Oh, yeah, we know the medium just sends shades. Like, Kayla's couldn't be broadcast because of the shade. (laughs) That's my fear. And then I have to call him on the telephone. So I have to get, you know, build up the courage to do that, which I'll do that. Like, that's hard. That's hard. hard. And, uh, and then also our friend West, his sister is a medium. And I forgot about that. He's told me that a couple times. Um, and maybe we can talk to her. So maybe we can talk about the things that we learned about psychics and mediums and then actually have experiences, like go into it, like with whatever level of skepticism we leave today yeah, with, and see what we think after having real experiences. Because my friend's medium, the way that she's talked about it to me, like he predicted some stuff that, you know, was very specific, very, it's not like he just shot in the dark, guessed it. Yeah. And... The only thing that I question and I would have a problem with is like <laughs> pets, problem. because like my bird Big Meanie just passed away. Uh, rest, rest in peace, rest in um, peace, Big Meanie. So I'm just like, if if he's like Big Meanie says hi, I'll be like, Ugh! oh yeah, yeah. We don't want to start just like <laughs> sobbing on. Yeah, I mean you can. Vulnerability is healthy. But <laughs> it is true, but I'm not ready for it. I had a whole day of it, so yeah, I'm not ready yeah. for it. But. That's the only thing. But also, like, what if we have this reading and he guesses that my bird's name is Big Meanie because it's not like it's like, yeah, you know, a generic bird name. I don't know. It's, you know. I didn't talk to you about what I looked up yet, but I have a bunch of interesting, I guess, like, skeptical things that we can talk about based off of this. Like, I read a really awesome, awesome article um, in The Guardian. So it's like. It's a it's a whole it has like also wonderful illustrations which is a bonus. <laughs> nice. It's uh I'll just send it to you in the chat right now but it's about well actually I was thinking of actually like reading a few excerpts from it but it's about someone who's actually a, a journalistic fact checker going to a psychic school. 
So total What's- skeptic going to a psychic school. TLDR, they end up leaving because they don't like it. <laughs> but like, mm. the article is great. And they I think they have some really, really interesting and like, I don't know, what I think is really insightful experiences that almost are in a way psychic. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know if they saw it that way, but there's a lot of interesting stuff about that article that I feel like, that I feel like is, is really helpful to like how I feel about like those like psychics and mediumship and stuff like that. Cause it's like, I'm skeptical, but at the same time, I feel like there's, there's some truth in it and whatever that truth is, whether it's like our connectedness to the universe or synchronicity or whatever, I feel like there's something, there's something there. There's there's definitely something there and I but I understand the skepticism because it's also like, you know, there I, I remember watching the pet psychic when I was a kid. Like, do you remember that one oh lady? Oh gosh. <laughs> yes. And she was like, "Your horse wants Coca-Cola." And I was like, "No, he doesn't. Their person's horse does not want Coca-Cola." Fucking doesn't even know what Coca-Cola is. Like this like grandma sure. lady. Like I was like, "The horse doesn't know what that is." And they were like, "He does." And I was like, "No, he doesn't." <laughs> so Oh my god. Oops. So anyway, here is um doop doop. Here's that article. There we go. Um, I'm not gonna read it yet because I want you to do some of your stuff first. But I uh, so I did some research on that. I actually found <laughs> I f- I found a real government document about how they uh, like literally declassified about how they did. Um, studies like the Menusteric Goats, that book on psychics. Yeah. So, like, wow. I actually have the government document that I'm going to read parts of it to you about how they thought that the Russians had psychic like soldiers and how our American government actually did a study called Gondola Wish on psychics. <laughs> and you can actually wow. look at the document, which is amazing. But yeah, so well, yeah, because a- like psychic warfare was a thing, right? Like, or telepathic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I went into a little bit of history of my favorite esoteric metaphysical historical person, who is John Dee, who is Queen Elizabeth's, uh, like, court alchemist, and he believed that he was talking to angels. Ooh. So that's what I'm going to be covering. Okay, well, that's way cooler than uh, (laughs) the dumb articles I found and forum posts, and also... Someone in the Discord dropped uh, this guy. I want to talk about him first because <laughs> I've looked at him the least, but I saw it in Discord and pulled it up. Okay. Um, please go to GarySpivey.com. Oh, no. Which is Gary, S-P-I-V-E-Y.com. He is a man with a very big poofy head. S-P-Y-V-E-I? S-P-I, S-P-I-V-E-Y. Okay. Oh, Everyone, boy. please direct well, your attention. What am I looking at? This is Gary Spivey. He has a very poofy head thing going on. That's, um, is that, that has to be a wig. Or a helmet or something? Maybe, I don't know. But let me... Let he me looks like you. a crystal gem. Like, what is he happening does. here? He does! Okay, so let's... I went to his about page because I was like, who is who is this man? So it says on Gary Spivey's <laughs> website... I know. What's happening? I know. Gary Spivey is a world renowned is world renowned for his psychic talent, uncanny ability to predict future catastrophic events. It's no wonder that people all over the world give him the nickname Modern Day Nostradamus. Which Nostrad- I'm like, you everybody don't want- gets Nostradamus that was wrong too, dude. Like, yeah, I- <laughs> it was super wrong. Um, his gift to communicate with those who have crossed over to the other side, and for his amazing healing energy, Gary is well known for his genuine, down home style and fun loving personality. 
He lectures, teaches, and counsels people worldwide. He was born in a town named Star. He was born in Star, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Um, and has lived a life that few can imagine. Right from the beginning, Gary realized he wasn't like the other kids. In his book, Your Keys to Heaven, Gary says that as a child, around four years old, he began to demonstrate psychic abilities. So he began his career by being a guest on a radio show in Florida. And that's how he discovered he wanted to help people with his psychic abilities and insight. And he became a guest psychic on many radio shows, which led to TV interviews and talk show appearances. Um, apparently, according to this website, there is absolutely no denying Gary's spiritual ability once you've heard his uncanny accuracy time and time again. He's one of the most sought after spiritual advisors in the world, and his connections to other dimensions has given him the insight and the will to spread his knowledge and help to as many people as he can. He says God and his angels taught him spiritual secrets, and he can connect with the energy of the universe. And, and he has no biases, apparently. He says he will do this, regardless of sex, race, religion, or creed, as these classifications have no meaning in the larger, more universal picture. And I'm like, thanks, Gary. Now, it true. Yeah, so this guy, what in the world? Sometimes I think, like, man, where I've gotten in life, I'm not successful. This is a, too weird of a career. Like, I should have been, like, an ornithologist to actually make a difference. And then I see this guy and I'm like, you know what? If you think you're weird, there's always something weirder. Oh my gosh. And you can His contact hair. him, but he's you probably a million dollars. I feel like. His hair though, like. And a spray tan. It's know. like the opposite of like, it's like, but it's also like, like a Twitch streamer, you know, he's got like Twitch streamer hair. Like, you know what I need? I need some, I need a white poofy hairdo that's what's gonna set me apart from the other psychics iconic okay iconic (laughs) you can get his meditation cds you can get his book which is called secrets from god your keys to heaven (laughs) spiritual secrets revealed for the first time that no religions have ever taught two exclamation points Imagine learning. (laughs) How let me tell you the things you can learn from this man. I'm no please. Uh, how to see into other dimensions that are all around us. Yeah. Every, every okay. point has an exclamation point at the end. So imagine I'm shouting them. Okay. How That's to communicate have, with yeah. God. How to speak with your angels and actually train them to coordinate your life. How to heal yourself and others. How to remove demons and dark energy from your life. I need that one. Yeah, you need how that one. How to receive one. spiritual gifts from God. How to raise spiritually gifted children. How to receive okay, your okay. keys to heaven. I thought this guy did not care about your religious associations. I feel very uncomfortable. That I whatever do, yeah, he, yeah. Angel, he does look like a poodle, 100%. Yeah, he looks like a poodle. it's like poodle hair. It says, Fox Foxglove said, the t- this is from the Telegraph, so take it as you will. But the Telegraph said that uh, it's a helmet that will insulate his mind from negative psychic forces. No. <laughs> That's what it said. Wow. It's fashion forward and functional. Maybe you should wear I, a helmet to insulate your brain from yeah. the psychic power. Now my brain is like <laughs> ready to be attacked, honestly. <laughs> I feel like I don't have the armor that yeah. I need. Yeah. The psychic oh boy. armor. That's, yeah. Also, he does shows in Vegas. I'm down. I'm down to go to the show. I'm, I'm down to go to J- Gary, Gary Spivy's show. 
See, that's part correspondence. Of the Nevada trip we need to yes. go on. Yes. Oh my god! Can you imagine if we got pictures with him? I would die. <laughs> I'm already in love with this man. Like <laughs> he's amazing. We stand. No, I mean, like bless him for making a career out of whatever this is. Whatever he's doing exactly is like, working you know, for him. Do, and I don't want to, you know, do your thing. If you're making people happy, like, that's fine. It might be a cult. But you know what? Take care of yourself. He's making the dream work. I'm I'm like, what? Okay, so Gary Spivy Spivey, correct. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Premonitions? T- tell me. Tell me. Are they premonitions? Is that what? I, I don't know. Well, Wow. Okay, well, I Googled that, and I got to a Las Vegas Sun article that says, Psychic Gary Spivey comes to Vegas, dot, 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 okay. and predicts the city's future. Ooh, I wonder what it was. If Gary Spivey is psychic, does he know what questions we'll ask during the interview before we speak with him? <laughs> that was my question. I'm like, what if I email him? Is he going to be like, I knew you'd email me, and then I'd be like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Well, then it would prove that he's psychic, right? Yeah, that's true. If he knew I was going to email him. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently in this article, he's just talking about himself. And he, okay. he just says, like, when I was four years old, my parents would be like, how did you know that? And I'd be like, I don't know. I just knew it. And then they knew I was psychic. And I'm like, wow, you got me. Can't argue <laughs> with that one. Not this time. Not this time. <sighs> Can you turn on and off your abilities? Maybe that's why he wears the helmet. Gosh. Oh, yeah. It's like Magneto. He's like Magneto. <gasps> That's where they got it from. <laughs> they got it from Gary Spivey. He's like Magneto. Wow. Well, real life Magneto, Gary Spivey, you could contact him today and he'll probably already know that you were going to contact him. So you might as well do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, it's apparently a reading from one of his many psychics is only $1.99. What? Get That's a so 10 cheap. minute psychic reading, psychic reading for $1.99. I don't know. See, I was really hoping to do this, like, at a real place, but that's <laughs> yes. not happening anytime soon. Yes. So oh, I have boy. I have reservations about doing a reading online. Yeah, I, by one of his, not even him, but it's one of his psychics. Who? Oh, he has, like, a fleet? <laughs> yeah, apparently. It said it's from one of his psychics. Wow. I want to become, I want to work for him. Yeah. And be one of his psychics. Let's contact him and be like, what do we do to become your psychics? Yeah. Can we How do we do that? You? Do we get a helmet? Do we get a free helmet? <gasps> do we get a hair helmet? All right. I would, well, I would like that very much. <sighs> so on that note, uh, <laughs> what else did you find? What, what else what? did you actually bring to the what? table? Well, let no, me tell I wanna, you. I want to know what else is happening here. <laughs> um. So the things I actually, that was from uh, someone on our Discord. Thank you. Bless you. Um, I would like to give your name, Mr. Flumpton. Thank you. In the Spooky Saturday Discord, which you can join at SpookySaturday.com. Shared this gem. Thanks. I don't know. I feel cursed now more. But (laughs) I also brought to the table a couple just articles and forum posts. The main thing was I looked up what the difference between a medium and a psychic is because I feel oh, yeah. like they're often used interchangeably. But are they? So they so the I, I found this article on sentinelandenterprise.com. I don't know. I just find the dumbest websites that I can possibly find. Sentinel and Enterprise. I read those words completely wrong. Sentinel and Enterprise.com. Um but it was like kind of like 
an ask column. So this one's like Dear Bonnie. Mm, okay. Um, so they ask Bonnie, whoever that is. I don't know. Uh, I have heard that every medium is a psychic, but not every psychic is a medium. Can you explain the difference between the two and the different readings that one might seek? And Bonnie says that a medium is a psychic who has fine-tuned his or her extrasensory perception and can talk to the spirit world. It simply means a medium can give you information from other sources and energies and then go to the spirit world and communicate with loved ones, spirit guides, and the divine to bring you a complete message. Both are very valuable. It just depends on what type of reading you need at the time. Hmm. That's interesting. So... Bonnie, apparently, is someone who gives intuitive psychic reading, and intuitive means voice of the divine, which divine is spelled wrong, so I'm already losing hope in Bonnie. Um, Come on, Bonnie. That's fine. And psychic means soul-to-soul communication. Oh, okay. It seems like to me that that is true, that every medium is a psychic, but not every psychic is a medium, because you have to also be able to... Like, a psychic probably associates with the one person that they're speaking to but a medium can also communicate with the dead right that are attached to that person so that's the answer i have for that interesting because i thought it was interesting because i feel like i see a lot of psychics and then this guy that we're hoping to speak with is a medium and then west sister is a medium um denise knows a medium not a psychic is that correct i think so so it's just surprising like i i've never I didn't know that yeah. they were that Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes prominent. sense that medium, mediums are talking to the dead, whereas psychics are seeing your, like, future path. Mm-hmm. Or, like, f- like figuring out things about you without you right. saying them. Right, right. Like, just knowing things. Interesting. I feel like I would rather talk to a medium because the psychic is the one that would read me to filth, and I'm not <laughs> here for that. I'm just like, just tell me my pigeon misses me, and then I'll cry. Yeah. And that's fine. But the medium talks to the dead, so then wouldn't that wouldn't that be the medium? Yes, yeah, I'm like, yeah, give me the medium, not the psychic. <laughs> Please. I would rather, you know, yeah. just cry about those things. And then I kind of like went around the internet googling around and I found two experiences from two prominent websites. I found a what they call a fake experience where they went into it and came out of it not believing any of it and then i right. found one where they went into it not believing it and came out of it being like uh-oh, uh-oh so uh-oh <laughs> i thought maybe we could talk about those two yeah. i went ahead and before this read the real one because i wanted to know ahead of time what that was about the fake one i did not read ahead of time because the title i was like no i gotta save this yeah so it's a vice.com article and it says, I asked psychics to connect with my non-existent dead sister. Oh, no. <laughs> well, so, there you go. There you go. The author of this article said that they had an experience when they were younger with their, their mom who made them go to a psychic and it just was not a good experience. So they've always kind of... feel like you should make of, your kid go to a psych. Right? Like, he, um, they were 13. They were 13 yeah, when their mom was young. like, let's go. And I'm like, no, I don't know. But it was a bad experience, and so they've grown up being like, hmm, don't know if I believe it. Yeah, don't um, know about this. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. So basically, they decided to act upon this adulthood questioning of it, because they're old enough now to be like, I'm going to go right. figure it out. What they said, I'm going to read, is inspired by Houdini, I made up a basic pass slash fail test 
that I could apply to see if someone was actually in tune with all the truths in the universe. If I made up a dead sister and asked a bunch of psychics to connect with her, how many wouldn't be able to tell I was full of shit? (laughs) I don't have a sister and I'm the oldest child in the family, so I figured inventing a big sister would keep any interfering energies or whatever it is psychics pick up on out of the picture. Mm -hmm. I created Emily, born January 31st, 1990, died June 2nd, that's my birthday, uh, 2014, in a tragic car crash. Her boyfriend, who was driving the car, died with her. Rip. (laughs) A quick Kijiji search came out with dozens of psychic slash medium listings in Toronto, and four immediately responded my texts and emails. The the first reading was via phone call. The hmm. ad said the psychic was offering free mini readings. Oh. Ooh. I mean, it's she asked, free. Like, you're already... Not like you're losing anything yeah. from it. Just, I'm already you know, mini- questioning it because it... Yeah, anyway. She asked for my full name and birthday and Emily's. I gave her the details and almost instantly she told me Emily wanted to know... Wanted me to know that she's in a good place and that she's watching over the family. She also wanted me to be happy too, but said that my happiness only seems to last temporarily. Could she tell me how to be happy? Or at least what's holding me back from true happiness? No. But she did see a happiness-ripping darkness surrounding me. Uh-oh. But how's, but how's Emily doing? She's doing well. She doesn't want me to worry about her, but there's something going on here. What's going on in my love life? Not much, I answered truthfully. Could I be doing better in love, happiness, and success? Well, yeah. Apparently, I'm meant to have a lot of money and success, but no matter what I do, something's leading me in the wrong direction. For $250, plus the cost of two candles and a crystal, I could have had a circle of protection put around me and would see improvements in three to seven days. (laughs) That's a good upsell. Yeah, upsell. I know. (laughs) I just feel like you can't jump from free to $250 and get people to be on the the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's a little ambitious. Anyway, okay, next one. The second one was also free, done over email, which the author did not know was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing either. That seems very detached. I had a response in my inbox within 10 minutes of sending out a message with my name, Emily's, and Emily's cause of death. Even with the shift in technology, my sister was still doing fine. More than fine, in fact. It's a little different than what she expected on the other side, but she is quite happy and sees things very differently. I guess she had a little of a wild streak in her, psychic number two wrote. Oh boy. She said Emily was mentioning something about clothing, and I said she and I had exchanged necklaces. She's saying not to worry about her. She is okay. She says not to worry as she is fine and with you. She wants you to live your life, a happy one, she wrote back. Even though the answers were still pretty vague, this was the most detailed description I would get of Emily all day. The Houdini in me was doing backflips, two for two. Wow. Oh my gosh. So the next two were in real life. Okay. Because the they were hoping this would, like, up the ante. Right. So psychic number three was in a suburban strip mall, which is, that's the one I want to go to. You know, the ones that are, like, at yes. the beach. Yes. Like, yes. just, like, right there. And it was just very, very campy from how they described. It's, like, got crystal balls everywhere. I scampered up a bright red stairwell and into a purple room where a smiling woman wearing a tank top and sweatpants was sitting at a small table. I sat down opposite her and took in the weird mix of art, a small tapestry of what I'm sure was Jesus and his (laughs) disciples on the table, but also a fair share of Buddha statues, too. That's covering all the bases. Yeah, just cover. See, it does not matter. Uh, Religion doesn't matter. Except to Gary Spivey, apparently. He's full of it. She asked for Emily's photo. I handed her my phone. She stared at the screen and told me to say Emily's full name and birthday, then looked up at me. My heart dropped. Would my face betray something? 
and immediately jumped back into my chest when she told me that she could feel Emily's presence oh and that God. she was happy. In a new development, Emily had passed on and became my guardian angel. Oh my God. Using all my willpower to keep a straight face and somber sounding voice, I asked if Emily was mad about dying. No, the psychic said, because it had been her time. Throughout the eight-minute reading, she repeatedly told me Emily's death was meant to be. Emily was sad that she left me behind, and she's in a positive place now, and is the reason why I feel a presence around my house. It's her watching over me, and I should try talking to her. I also learned that after death, souls hang around Earth for six weeks, which is why I dreamt of Emily a lot right after she died. So that's the third. And then the fourth, 30 minutes late for their meeting at her downtown condo because she hadn't expected traffic to be so bad. Oh. Which it's like, you're a psychic. You're, you should have known. Oh, no. no. <laughs> that's even sadder. Yeah. This one charged the most, but I received a 45-minute check-in on Emily slash see-your-future combo that was leagues above the others in experience and sheer entertainment. Oh, my God. Psychic number four was very motherly, constantly calling me darling and telling me how sorry she was for my loss. Her method of Emily contact was a mix of prayer and coffee dregs reading. Oh. She made me a small cup of Turkish coffee, and when I finished the liquid, she placed the saucer I mean, on top fun. of the cup. Yeah, that's fun. That's different. Um, had me hold it with both hands while moving my arms in a circle three times and then flip the cup and saucer over and put it on the table. She put a blue glass cube with white circles on all six sides on top of the overturned cup and had me put my finger on the cube and make a wish. Hmm. I did, and she asked me for the photo. I handed her my phone. She put a small statue of a Turkish philosopher and an angel snow globe in front of me <laughs> and told me to hold on to both and pray while she turned on her laptop and started playing weird reverb-heavy New Age music featuring a man and a woman speaking about being intoxicated on love, she was going to ask Emily to make herself known to me. Wow. After ten minutes of bowing my head and trying really hard not to laugh, the music stopped. The psychic, who'd had her hand on my phone screen the whole time, said she had felt it shaking and that it was probably a sign Emily was around. My friend had sent me two texts around that time. <laughs> She also said she had been praying and crying with me, too. I was recovering from a cold and sniffled a few times. She took the statue, closed her eyes, and murmured for 30 seconds, then took the glass cube off the cup and lifted the cup. The dregs formed a vaguely heart-shaped smear in the saucer. Love, you have love in your future and tears, she said, shaking a few drops of coffee free from the cup. The short version predictions are as follows. I have two men competing for me. I will pick one, be engaged by 2016, married by 2017, and have two children, a boy and then a girl, immediately after. My mother, struck hard by Emily's death, will forget the pain once I give her grandchildren. Emily is my guardian angel who will deflect bad things from coming my way. She died young because God loves her so much and wanted her to be with him. And she's wearing all white and dancing with her boyfriend in heaven. I, on the other hand... Have a long life ahead of me. I can afford to take this summer easy because I'll be hired into a full-time job come September. Not only that, but the job will be well-paid and I won't be some pleb. I'll start pretty high up on the ladder. Thank you very much. She also sensed I studied something like social work and the coffee dregs told her I went to the University of Toronto. I majored in journalism at Ryerson. Emily wanted me to be happy and wanted to get some rest too. It's important to remember her and even talk to her, but it isn't healthy to dwell on her death, Psychic Four said. And for that first time that day, I began to understand how some people can find going to a psychic comforting. I was she just going to say, like, she, like, they're just trying to yeah. comfort them. See, I think that that's, like, the thing I get from this is going to 
a psychic or a medium, my opinion of it is it's a way to find comfort in things that aren't comfortable in any way, shape or form and are only okay with time. Yeah. Or like their answers grief. that you're not going to know. Yeah. Like grief is awful. And it's like, if you have someone who can tell you with like complete certainty that everything's okay, you would want to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like that. Like, I feel like that aspect of it is nice. And then like the future is something that like, if you think about, I don't know, I get tons of existential dread after I pass the age of like 27. Oh yeah. So it's like, if someone can tell you you're going to live a long time, you're going to have a happy life. Even if that doesn't happen, you're going to be like living your life to the fullest because you're not afraid of the future. Yeah. So I think that's very valuable. Yeah. I think that not necessarily true, but it's very valuable. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it's like, and I think a lot of people, especially people that are looking for like new age things, like, like sort of that, it's almost like going to church or having a religion being like, it's going to be okay. Like, don't you worry. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You're safe. They're safe. Like, take care of yourself. And it's like, I guess some people just need to pay someone to be told that so that they can, it's like therapy, you know? Like, yeah, I pay my therapist is. to tell me that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's just a way to be told that everything's okay. Like the things that you can't possibly know are going to be okay or were okay. Yeah. That, like, hey, this person that passed away, they're fine. They're they're doing great. And it's like, that's a question that you're always going to be asking yourself. I mean, for like, sure. Did Do they hate me? Or do they hold anything against me? Or did I do a bad job? Yeah. And it's like if someone can be like, no, they're happy and they're dancing. Yeah, and, and it's hey, like, man. oh, okay. I mean, that sounds like, nice. I'm glad they're dancing. So well, how great. How great. Yeah, exactly. So and that's, that's what I took from that one. That's why I really like tarot other than cold readings. I've actually done. So like, here's my I'll just tell my psychic story before you tell the next one about the real story. So I did. I actually in my I took a class. Well, I, I for like it was probably for like four or five months. I took a, a class on like um, witchcraft and reading tarot cards and psychic things stuff. A local place here. It was very cool, but the thing that I didn't resonate with the most that made me the most uncomfortable was doing cold readings. And cold readings are like, re like so we were reading soil. So we had like a thing of soil and we had to like feel it and tell the person like what came to our mind or like what came to us. And like, I just like couldn't do it. I was like, I am making this up. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, like, I, I didn't say it at the time, but like I left and went to a bar because I was like, I can't do this and took my like crystal and it's like cup of dirt and went and like sat at the local bar and was just like with my cup of dirt and the crystal and was just like, I can't do this. <laughs> like it was, it was, yeah. And also the same day I was attacked by a homeless lady. It was a day. But anyway, um, I sat there and I like tried. I was like, you know, we all did our like meditations beforehand and like grounding and centering, which is if you do any witchcraft practices, like grounding and centering is very important. Thinking like the sky and the earth. But like I was like, like, which I'm into that. I'm into the meditation. I'm into like, you know, the earth stuff and like all of that. It's all very comforting to me. But doing like a cold reading are just like just like sitting there holding like a thing of dirt. I was like, I'm not getting, I don't know. I'm like, I like yeah. coming up with like dirt things. It was just so hard. But when it comes to like tarot cards, 
I have no problem with that because I'm happy to look at the cards and say, okay, this card says this. Are there any like instances in your life where you feel like you're blocked or something? I mean, of course, and of course someone's going to have something like that. And also I've had like tarot cards be weird and creepy and way too accurate. And I don't know if it's just the nature of tarot cards in that they can be a lot more versatile than say a cold reading, but more or less like I admire anyone that can do cold readings like that and help people because it's just something I can't do. And but I've seen like yeah. how it can help people. Like I've seen how something like that, that medium or whatever is telling someone that, you know, if someone truly wanted to feel like their deceased relative was safe, like something like that can be comforting. Yeah, I don't necessarily think like it's a hundred percent like a way to scam people. I think people do scam people for sure. Yes, absolutely, for sure. absolutely. But I think there are genuinely people out there that are doing it to help people as well. And that's, I mean, that's yeah. just like anything. Yeah, just like any career. Yeah, I, I feel that same way because like I don't talk much about like what you know my beliefs and stuff, but I use tarot cards pretty regularly, and I feel like there have been experiences where I've done readings for other people. Like when we used to go to LARP before yeah. it got dramatic and I didn't go back. Um, but I would do some readings for people and the what they would take from it would be very startling. Like it would be, it yeah. would end up being very specific. And it's because I feel like tarot cards are a way for you to like, it's almost like therapy. Yeah. Like you, it helps you look at things with a new perspective or look at like minute aspects of your life that you're like, maybe I should exactly. treat this with more gravity than what I am and I'll I'll learn something from it. Exactly. And there's all I feel like there's always like I feel like that's there is always an underlying like thread of synchronicity in the universe. And I feel like that's really what like magic is. Is that underlying thread of synchronicity when something weird happens that is just such a coincidence that it could be more than a coincidence. You know what I mean? Like, yes. and that's the only thing that I've experienced that I am like, that's where I'm like, okay, like maybe these psychics and mediums are tapping into this synchronicity, this like universal thread or this like other, you know, this unseen force that we don't know. That's like the 25% of dark matter in the universe, you know, <laughs> something that we can't understand, but has some basis in science and in existence, but it, we don't understand it yet. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it does. But like, that's how I, I that's how I see it, which is still like a fairly skeptical thing. But I'm also willing to have fun with it. Like, I am totally down to have a psychic talk to me. Like, I'm totally down to get my cards read and just be like, whoa, they knew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, because I just think it's I think it can also be a different way to look at your your personal situation. Yeah, honestly, I just some, I want someone to tell me Big Meanie's okay and loves me, and that exactly. I did a good job raising her. If someone told you me that, did. I would just like feel so good. You did, <laughs> but someone else can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> a stranger can tell you. Yeah, and I'll be like, thanks, stranger. So yeah, I think that's I think those are good. I want to hear this the real story though. Tell us the real the one where the person was like shocked that it was more world-shattering experience than the person and also like i think it's kind of mean the person lied like in the last one. i'm like yeah that's, i feel that's like that mean. is mean like i mean these people know you're coming to them like it's i don't know i get it like you want to prove that they're that they're not actually talking to a dead person but like at the same time it's just like you're also doing it to be cynical and mean and that's maybe maybe there was someone dead talking to the name emily yeah maybe like, who knows who knows yeah 
so this person, this article comes from the Huffington Post. Um, it's very long, so I'm going to skip down. But basically, she went with a social group of of people, just a bunch of friends, to see a medium all at once. So this medium said that they could connect to, like, multiple people associated with these multiple people. And then, you know, probably just, like, shout out to people, like, do you know someone who likes tea? Right, okay. Oh, my mom liked tea. Wow! So, yeah. basically... Like that's that's where it starts is like the the mediums speaking to all of them. And the author of this article is like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. So did a woman in your life like tea? She asked. I'm sensing something about tea. My mother liked tea. The older woman replied breathlessly. I see someone else with her laying out a tea set on a lace tablecloth. The woman paused, thinking deeply and said that was her sister, my aunt Linda. As I rolled my eyes at how painfully nonspecific and totally unconvincing <laughs> the medium had been in her first reading of the evening. She approached a pair of sisters in their 30s, sitting in the back row on the opposite side of the room, and began to describe a jovial man of medium height with sandy hair and a bit of a paunch. They looked at each other and said in unison, oh my god, that's Uncle Ed. I couldn't help but think that that description covers about 50% of dead Uncle Eds. <laughs> I love that. The sass. I looked around the room to see if I could catch a judgmental look passing over anyone else's face. I'm sure I had one on mine and then internally chastised myself for being such a bitch. <laughs> the night before the reading, my husband and I discussed tactics for putting on my best poker face and sniffing out any leading questions the medium might toss my way. Still, despite all my preparation, there was one thing I wasn't prepared for. She somehow appeared to know that my best friend Craig, his brain jumbled and destroyed by a five-year crystal meth addiction, hung himself two years ago at the age of 53. Oh, and not only that, she also claimed he was somewhere in the room with us, Whoa. although according to her, he did not, not want to be there. When I heard this, my poker face vanished, and she knew she had struck spirit gold. <laughs> Is this making sense to you, she asked. Without offering her any details, I said yes. What did she say? I'm like, sensing... she just said, like, I, she sensed yeah. Craig? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what she's saying. Like, he, she somehow knew that he hung himself, like, Whoa. described a man who had hung himself. I'm sensing that he was found by a woman, and he is very sorry for putting her through that. Craig was found in a hotel room in Los Angeles by a female member of the housekeeping staff. The only note he left was an apology that simply said, I'm sorry you had to find me like this. For some reason, he keeps yelling, I don't want to talk about this, I don't want to talk about this. The last time I saw Craig, we had a horrible fight while we were driving into Boston for lunch. He had banged his hand repeatedly on the dashboard, the veins popping out of his neck as he screamed, why won't you answer me? Why won't you talk about this? I found a place to pull over and told him to get out of the car. We never spoke again, and he was dead a year later. The medium gently reiterated how much he did not want to be there and claimed she had to drag him into the room. She said that he was still working on things and that he couldn't, that he couldn't fix when he was alive. She never told me that he said he was sorry to me or anyone else. She never told me that he watches over me. She never told me that he was doing fine in the afterlife. Uh, I was shaken and very sad. So much about Craig and his life had been tragic. And clearly, if this woman was telling the truth, it wasn't getting any better. No! Yeah, with only five minutes left until we wrapped up, the medium invited all of our dead pets to join us and people <laughs> actually looked toward the empty aisles and smiled as she described being able to see them happily run around the room. At that moment, my severe skepticism snapped fully back into place. Then, at precisely 9 p.m., the exact time we were scheduled to conclude, she said that spirit and our sweet dead pets had left the room and it was time to conclude the reading. I couldn't help but think how convenient it was that all of our ghosts had collectively decided <laughs> to leave at the same time. 
<laughs> All the ghosts had left at the same time. Yeah. Yep. So basically, she goes on to say that she, like, really argued with herself about getting a one-on-one -on -one reading and what that meant. Like, you're paying someone to do this and how sad he was and everything. And she concluded by saying, maybe that's enough. Paying someone to tell you something you may not be and most likely isn't true in order to feel a little solace, to hurt just a little less. I'm still on the fence and haven't stopped thinking about that night, hmm. about that horrible image of the medium with her ha hands around her neck as she supposedly conjured Craig in his horrific and desperate final moments. Do I really want to know more than I already do? And is there any reason that I need to know more? The idea of being granted some comfort obviously appeals to me, but at what cost? And is it foolish to look for easy answers to difficult questions? I still don't know, and much like the very question of whether we can ever reach the ones we've loved and lost i probably never will that's interesting yeah darren brown has shown how you can read people like there is there is evidence of like how you can read people in room like people will look up things or have someone telling them things in like an earpiece or something like that but at the same time it's like that had meaning for that person so mm -hmm. does it hurt or does it not you know what i mean if is it is it them cheating them or is it not it, but it's like could they, I'm sure there's people that do cheat people and do do things like that, but there's also ones that might actually be, like I said, tapping into some kind of weird synchronicity where they just knew that. I I would want to know more, but I it's also like the author said, it's like you're never going to really feel better about these things. Yeah. You're never going to get the the full answers. You can only just deal with like it's fine. And I feel bad that she didn't even get that. It was just like he's still suffering. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Ugh. Well, we can move on to happier things, like <laughs> this forum post. Oh my god. A forum post. Yes. Uh-oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna pose this to you because all of the answers to it are really dumb. Okay. One of them's like one of the responses is some things don't have to be proven and exist, and someone else responded, prove it. So <laughs> Okay. If someone were asking you this, Holly, how would you respond? Alright. I don't know if this is truly connected to psychics or mediums, but it's just funny. So this comes from unexplainedmysteries.com, which is my favorite forum website to peruse. <laughs> and the title is Psychic Attack Need Help. I am dealing with a psychic attack. It started a few months ago. My roommate stole my hard drive and installed cameras in my house. Oh, no. It's a, it sounds like paranoia, but it really isn't. I've confirmed it multiple times. I was really mad at him, and I said I would kill him. He heard me because of the cameras, and he got really paranoid and wanted to kill me after I think I connected with them telepathically somehow. I could see visions of them doing things. I've had visions before, but I didn't think I was telepathic. I just do chakras. Now I can hear the, their, the roommate and his girlfriend's voices and his thoughts as mine. He says he can influence or control my visions. I'm not sure about that. He can see through my eyes and see my memories too. He told me that. But I don't think it's true. I know he can control my body and eye movements and breathing for sure. He knows all my secrets. He says he uses NLP, whatever that is, too, to get me to think. We both think I'm the telepathic attacker since I connected to him first and he started doing chakras after. And he's the receiver and he has turned it around to attack me. I don't think he can see my memories or visions since I am not sending him anything and it doesn't make sense. I think all he can do is hear my thoughts and lead the conversation where I think of something and he wants to sub-vocalize it. This psychic attack goes on all day and starts when I wake up until I go to sleep. I have a lot of questions about this. What does he feel like when he sends me his thoughts? Can he influence my dreams? Can he constantly see what I visualize or think about or see my memories? What does a telepathic attacker feel like? And is this the same way as the receiver does? 
Is it just thoughts? Does he constantly see my memories? How do you end the connection? Is it a two-way or one-way connection? How does one control another's body movement psychically? Is there a way to stop or block ongoing telepathic connection? How does one telepart the attacker's thoughts from their own? That's the questions. How do you help him? Psychic attack! I mean, it sounds like the psychic attack can be cured with some, like, anti-anxiety medication from a professional. <laughs> That's yeah. my opinion. But what do what do people tell him to do? What's what are they oh what gosh. are like the dumb answers to like what are they telling him? Okay. Well, uh Open Openozi says, While I'm a strong believer in the paranormal, I think your mate is trying to stand over you and make you fearful of him. He cannot do any of the things mentioned, and your belief he can is the only power he has over you. If he keeps trying to do spells on you, it will come back tenfold on him. If you fear nothing as far as this stuff goes on, it can never harm you. All the things you are worried about are just a suggestion. What I suggest is you find new roommates or move. I think they're just trying to kick you out. Yeah. They're saying get as far away from him. Prove it. Um, I have uh, Alchopone says, I have an important question. Before all this started, how are you feeling and what were you doing? I would also point out that if your attacker has put up cameras around the house, he doesn't need to be a psychic to learn your secrets. (laughs) He just has to watch you. (laughs) No. This whole environment sounds pretty toxic and you should move in, move out. You should probably also check in with a psychologist and explain the problem to them as they will likely be able to help you with medication that will stop the psychic attacks. Pretty much the same advice you gave. I just found that very entertaining because this person just believes that their roommate is going to control their movements because their roommate told them. Wow. Yeah. Can you believe? I would, yeah. I mean, my advice would be to... Yeah, moving is a good one. Moving's good advice. That sounds like your roommates suck. <laughs> sounds like your roommate sucks quite a lot. Yeah. Maybe you should get out of there. Yeah, I agree. So I also found some ex- psychic experiences some on a bridal forum. Oh, no! From youandyourwedding.co.uk. Oh, my God. CNYO01UK says... In response to the question, Sian Sian Wulue says, Having spoken to a friend whose sister passed away a year ago, she had an amazing experience with an accurate medium. Since I've been pregnant, I've been really anxious and wondering about having a reading, even though I'm quite doubtful about the whole thing. Has anyone had any good slash bad experiences? So Sian Yo One UK says, Hi, I went to see one about seven to eight months back. When I sat down, she said, You should have a rock on your finger. Where is it? My engagement ring was too small. So I didn't have it on, and there was no way she could have known. No way. No way. She warned me about things that were going to happen. Little things, like three fuses were going to blow in my house. Within two months, three fuses blew in my house out of nowhere. Fact. Fact. She said that I needed to check the plumbing at home, as there was going to be a leak or flood within three months. I had water pouring out of the drain where the washing machine empties and had to have dino rod in to fix it. Fact. She told me I would have a pay raise within 12 months, and I did. I haven't had a pay raise in three years. She said I would be starting a new job, and I have. Not out of my choice. My team at work were disbanded. That I would be getting married this very soon, even though we didn't plan to get married for a few years yet. But then husband changed his mind and said he wanted to marry me now. He didn't know what she said as I kept it all secret. She also said that I would be with my husband for the rest of my life and that he was my soulmate and that there were no other men showing in my future. The other thing she told me 
that my son was going to do very well for himself and that I would be pregnant with him very soon. All in all, very accurate. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's just a lot of effort. Yeah, and then uh, Angel CT 306 says, I went to see a clairvoyant approximately 12 months ago when I was going through a really hard time in my life. She predicted that within 12 months, these are just like really long ranges of time, by the way. Yeah. I, I would meet a wonderful man and I would fall in love with very quickly and life would be perfect and that his name would begin with N. And she also said that I would have another baby before 2007 was out and this would be a wonderful little boy and would fill a missing gap in my life. And they would be everything I ever wished for. I met my husband to be Nick. Nick begins with an N okay. in January. He moved in February and we're getting married September 2008. And in December 2007, I'm due to give birth, but I can't find out the sex until another eight weeks. So, so far, accurate. Let's just hope she makes it all come true. And I have my little boy at Christmas. So my advice, keep uh. open mind. They're not allowed to tell you any bad things like death or serious illness, but it is fun, even if not all of it comes true. So go for it. Fact. Fact. <laughs> Look, okay. whatever makes them happy. And then, okay, I'm going to read another response because I'm very, I'm just intrigued by the questions okay. left by this statement. Okay. <clears throat> so Ray True says, Def, go and see one. I have put a post on my, on the, quote unquote, my daughter is being haunted thread. No, but would also whoa, like what? say to you that I saw a medium about three years ago, and he told me how long me and my husband-to-be had been together, how long we had lived together, not just in our house, but with his parents as well. He described my engagement ring, even though I wasn't engaged. Husband asked me what ring I wanted, and it was different to what the medium told me, and when the husband gave it to me, it was exactly what the medium said before I went to see him. I was thinking to myself what I wanted from going to see him, and I wanted to know if my grandma was proud of me for passing my exams, she died before I got the results, and if I can have kids, as there are lots of problems in my family. These were things I thought to myself and never told anyone. As soon as I walked in the room, he said, your grandma is here and she wants you to know she is proud, and yes, you can have kids. He knew loads of other stuff as well, which I can't mention, but he was so spot on, oh he didn't even realize how good he was. Whoa. Whoa. But yeah, I don't know where the My Daughter is Being Haunted post, but I'm, I'm intrigued by that being one. Haunted. Just as an <laughs> offhanded, you know, just a throwaway line. Oh, man. To see this person's profile, I have to register to oh, you boy. and your wedding. No. Them, and I don't no. want to. So <laughs> I refuse. Oh, I will man. not. Well, that was a fun romp. I know. That, that was just some fun yeah. psychic experiences on a bridal forum that I found. Yeah. And then my my final my final shares of the of also of my... like if I'm dead, don't ask me if I'm like proud of your test scores. Like I'm dead. I have bigger yeah, the shit hell? to worry about. I'd be like, don't you want to be like, thanks for all you did? Yeah, is the afterlife rest, rest real? In peace. I don't know. Rest in peace. Yeah, <laughs> like are I you don't care proud about your test, test scores? scores? <laughs> I'd be like, man, I disown this granddaughter. I'm gonna tell you. I'd be well, like, I'd be like, bitch, no, I'm up here like, like I don't know, drinking mai tais on the beach. Like, yeah, come hang out. Time. <laughs> She's still alive, but disappointed, said people. Dis just very disappointed. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I have a couple follow-up links, including a uh, forum post about I think I'm psychic and a forum post about where do I get psychic powers. And then I found an institute that can teach you. Oh, good. How to be psychic. 
the first forum post is, I think I'm psychic, which is on psychicpower.com. That's straightforward. So Supernatural 213 says, A month ago, I was in bed, and I was staring at this Twizzlers, and they moved by itself, <laughs> but backwards? I've been seeing this white sparkle outside my house at night. The weird part is the first time I saw it, it looked so bright. The last time it appeared, I got a flashlight and pointed some light at it, and then in two minutes, it disappeared. I think of something, and it happens? I sometimes know things before they are spoken. I saw a flash of light in the sky that moved forward very fast at the speed of light, literally. Can you please answer me these questions? Thanks. That sounds like someone saw some aliens. Yeah, that sounds like aliens for sure. There's only one response from See Good Things who says it appears no one wishes to answer you or this website is dead. I've tried many times to get someone from this customer care thing to answer me, and yet they still have not. But it sounds like to me you have eaten one too many mushrooms. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I think this person's issue is not that they are psychic, but that they have seen aliens. There, that's, again, that's there could conclusion. be a connection. Synchronicity. Who knows? Oh. Yep. Aliens and psychic abilities. And then the other forum post that I found on psychicpower.com is where can I learn psychic powers? So Jeer says, hello, everyone. I want to learn how to train psychic powers. I am under attack by evil spirits and psychics. They have gone to attacking my dreams and preventing me from falling asleep at night. I need to learn how to defend myself and fight back. I will appreciate the help. Fight back. Fight back. So Doomsayer28 linked to the institute I'm going to tell you about and says, don't fear, don't doubt. You're stronger than you think. The enemy wants you afraid, so you will doubt. Doubt is a wall slash limiter. Oh boy. Visualization is manifesting. Practice setting up a shield. Set it however you imagine your strongest shield to be. Breathe out the shield. Practice. Rinse and repeat. Until setting the shield requires no effort or minimal effort. Believe in yourself. <laughs> Add that little believe in yourself there at the end. Yeah, it's very good. It's good. They ended up linking to a thing called the Higher Balance Institute. Okay. So if you go to youtube.com slash user slash higher balance, at least that's how the URL came up on my phone. It's a time. <laughs> it's a thing. Like, I sent you the screenshot of it earlier. The video I opened... I, I took some notes. I took I took a few notes. So one video I opened and listened to, and the, and I put down the note, the world is a simulation and psychic abilities are controlling or viewing the energies composing it. Uh, what? So that's what the guy said. We live in a simulation and psychic abilities are the ability to see and control the energy composing the simulation. Just, just I hate the simulation thing. I mean, that, totally yes. possible. That's what I'm talking about, though. The, like, synchronicity thing is, like... It could be some kind of weird tie or simulation thing. I don't know. I hate it. Yeah. So that's that's the that's what he's bringing to the table. Uh, also, if you go there, you can learn to see the human aura in five minutes. And then I put the note: Is this a real place? The guy had a really nice sign behind him on the wall, and he did. He had like a really nice Higher Balance Institute sign on the wall behind him as he spoke. So I'm like, is this a real physical place? <laughs> Maybe I am yeah. confused. Spur Higher Balance gave us some paints, thank you, and but asked us if we'd ever thought of doing Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind stream, which I haven't heard of this before, so we'll have to do some research in it, but they said it's basically deep meditation protocols that are focused on communication with extraterrestrials through ESP. It says the Disclosure Project, which I do know about, with Stephen Greer, started 5E3 
Phi or CE5 protocols for it. I don't know. That sounds cool. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Come pick me up, Mom. I'm scared. Come pick me up, Mom. No, it sounds cool. I like it. I'll look into it. That sounds awesome. So I think that the Higher Balance Institute is also higherbalance.com. I don't know. They say due to COVID-19, the staff will be working on a modified schedule. I'm like, is this a physical place? Oh. I don't understand. There's a pyramid. Sacramento, California. All right. Co- coaches students, teach at events. I think it's a place. There's a store. Oh, there's a dojo app. Oh, it's oh, not boy. working. It doesn't work. That's a place where you can learn yeah. to control the matrix and become a psychic. You're welcome. Oh my god, I just changed tabs and I just saw Gary again. Gary Spivy. <laughs> He's back. There he is. He's blessing, He's for blessing the tabs. All right, well, I don't even know how to follow that stuff up because it was just yeah, so that's wild. Yeah, what I got. Yep. So <laughs> I told you guys <laughs> in the beginning um, that I read an article on The Guardian about someone who was a skeptic going and trying, going to one of those schools and trying to learn to be a psychic, right? So the only real experience they had, which again, could be, they were in this group of people where like a bunch of people, I guess they were going through grief or something. I don't know. I'm going to read just a little excerpt of this article, which I think is really interesting. Kind of comes back to like what we were saying. Like, could it be random? Could it be synchronicity? Could it be real? We don't know. So in this part, they were reading each other's auras. And she said, studies suggest we're not as skilled at divining other people's thoughts and emotions as we might like to think we are. According to social psychologist William Ix, a pioneer of empathic accuracy research, strangers read each other with an average accuracy of about 20%. When videotaped and asked to record their moment-to-moment thoughts and feelings, close friends and married couples are only slightly better at reading each other with an accuracy rate of 35%. One meta-analysis found that people's ability to distinguish truth from lies is just a few percentage points above a random coin flip. And here's what happened when she was in this one class. When Melissa, that was their teacher, checks in with me and my partner, their their partner for this, like, task, they, like, were paired up. Um, I tell her that if I were to claim I saw glowing colors by seeing the aura, I'd feel guilty of making this stuff up, which is exactly what I felt. And she said, everyone feels like they're making it up at first. Melissa tells me, make it up. Mm-hmm. When I squeeze my eyes shut, greenish floaters appear. I guess I'm getting a green vibe, I tell my partner. But maybe that's because you look good in green. What do you think it means? Melissa asks. Well, maybe it would help to spend your time in a green space, like a park. And then her partner responds, my bird that passed away was green. And she goes, there you go, says Melissa. I delivered a message from the floaters behind my eyelids. Maybe you could visit the green monk parrots who live in Brooklyn's Greenwood, Cer- Green- Brooklyn's Greenwood Cemetery. I didn't know parrots lived there, my partner said. I'm like, they had this lovely little interaction, which actually had some, you know, related thing to they- what they didn't know about their bird that had passed away. And that they said, you know, you should go visit the parrots at a park just out of this, like, random, again, like, cold reading. So I just thought that was really lovely. That's so um, nice. Like I said, she ends up leaving the class and is just like, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's but really it was sweet. very sweet. And I was like, I think there's a lot to say there. Like, there's a lot to say that, that that was a meaningful experience for that person that had lost their bird, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was really sweet. You guys can read the article. It's it's pretty long, but it's definitely a good read. It's definitely interesting. It's totally skeptical and from a skeptic's point of view, but at the same time, like I feel like that's the kind of instance that makes these things interesting. You know what I mean? And like part of that whole 
you know, universe mm-hmm. connection synchronicity thing. Next up is a very uh, silly thing, but pr- it's pretty cool that this exists. So this is actually from the CIA library. So you can actually read Ooh. this in the link in chat. Here's a link to the actual document from the CIA um, about what I was saying, which is called Gondola Wish was the was the actual name. It was called Gondola Wish. And here's one of the findings from this actual document. It says, both U.S. and Soviet research have shown that individual paranormal ability is intrinsic and that this ability can be enhanced through training and practice. The government literally said this. Such training can include reinforcement technique, meditative practice, self-hypnosis, biofeedback, and in the USSR, drug-induced altered states of consciousness. The Monroe Institute of Applied Sciences, MIAS, Afton, Virginia, provides relaxation training to industrial executives using advanced biofeedback techniques. MIAS also provides a multidiscipline program designed to enhance paranormal abilities for interested individuals. Results of this program are documented and appear to be meaningful. Um, the project officer for Gondola Wish has on-hand documents relating to... S- parapsychology from the following agencies as well as numerous open source publications they have and it's from the cia the dia the miaa inscom ftd nis and civilian contractors and the conclusion is the soviets have the ability to collect intelligence using paranormal means and are believed to be doing so that's the conclusion that's <laughs> That's the yeah, conclusion they the, came to. The wow. U.S. Army is subject to exploitation by the Soviet parapsychology threat. And C, action must be taken to counter this threat if the U.S. Army is going to remain effective in the accomplishment of its mission. And D, the ops, OPSEC mission of the 902DMI group is best suited to provide the U.S. Army with security support designed to counter this new Soviet threat. Uh, author action recommended recommended that the project gondola wish be continued recommend that minimal minimal funds be made available for training mi personnel and recommended that the attached mbo plan for gondola wish be adopted this is from the government just a real document they just put out just you know that's pretty wow and they've already put out the MK Ultra yep. documents, right? Somebody mentioned that yeah. in the chat, which is yeah. like and it, what was yes. Stranger Things was based on, exactly. right? Was, and then um which someone just mentioned in chat, that brings us to the book Men Who Stare The Men Who Stare at Goats by John Ronson, who's actually an amazing author and also wrote So You've Been Publicly Shamed, which is an amazing book. Yeah. Oh, I started reading that. It's yeah, like, it's a very good book. Very and John nice. Ronson also it's wrote Men Who good. Stare at Goats, which is about that project so if you want to read more about it there's a there's a whole book on it it's really fascinating and it talks about how they sold this idea of psychics to the military more or less so if you if you find if there's also a link to i don't think the whole book is here no you have to buy the ebook but it's a really interesting book that also talks about that the men who stare at goats is my other recommendation and then there's another article from, I believe, 1995 right here, which is copied from Time magazine. That's about the 10, they, the government, this is like the conclusion to that government program. It says 10 years and $20 million later, the Pentagon discovers that psychics are unreliable spies. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. But that document that we just read said that they were. So 
Anyway, here's the article about the government being unreliable, or the psychics being unreliable spies. I have another article, which I will link you guys as well, about how, about why the United States government embraced the occult. And it says, a new book chronicles decades of extravagant attempts to weaponize psychic power. And this is from, let's see. Yeah, so the book is Phenomena, the Secret History of the U.S. Government's Investigation into Extrasensory Perception and Psychokinesis. This person also wrote a book on Area 51. So that's cool. Not to be confused with the film Phenomenon starring John Travolta. But more or less, like, the threat of an ESP gap, which was, like, them more or less thinking that, I guess, ESP was something that was dangerous to the army led to a staggering number of bizarre bizarre programs during the Cold War years. And one of, of course, MKUltra, which was the one of the most popular and long-running experiments concerned remote viewing. Uh, Individuals would sit in locked rooms and attempt to see events from far away. Sometimes these individuals were natural psychics, but as the program grew, the Defense Department attempted to prove that the ability could be developed in otherwise normal individuals. So... Yeah. Strange. It's very strange. I wonder, like, in my mind, what I would like all of this is, like, if it was, like, they just, like, were like, it's not real, but it actually worked. And then there's a bunch of, like, psychic people out there who are just, like, defending us like the Men in Black. Yes, that is what I choose to believe. that would be awesome. That would be awesome. But, yeah, so... All right, last but not least, we're going to talk about, because I always like talking about little little history tidbits, because it just, it's yeah. exciting for me. It's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. So John D. Um, and Edward Kelly were Queen Elizabeth's, like, more or less they were her, her psychic mediums, her alchemists, her, like, confidants. She was very, very into things like alchemy and magic and all of that. Um... And I found it really interesting that recently, uh, John, a painting of John Dee, this is a very, like, super famous painting. So I'm going to show you guys this painting. It's like a Renaissance painting, of course. So here he is casting a spell, and Elizabeth is watching, right? And he's got his, like, cool, like, cauldron, and he's, like, pouring some, like, alchemy stuff in there, right? Ooh. Sick painting. Turns, do an alchemy. Yeah, do an alchemy. Turns out... After now that we have all this modern technology to scan paintings, that he's actually surrounded by skulls. What? Yeah. Oh, that's just a bigger version of the painting. Hold on. So here is the <laughs> painting. Here is the painting where you can see through through the actual like X-ray of the painting that he's surrounded by skulls and they painted him out. So one of his like the thing that he really wanted was that he he tried to contact the dead. He tried to, like, talk to angels in the afterlife and things like that. Can you see the skulls? Yeah, that's They like those little circles. They should have left that in. I know, they should have left it in. But they were like, I'm sure Elizabeth was just like, can we tone it down with the skulls? <laughs> like, I don't want to- should I don't, be me. Yeah, I don't want people to think that, that we've just killed a bunch of people. <laughs> Bad optics, says Queen Elizabeth. But anyway, so that famous painting now has a bunch, has a bunch of skulls. Which further confirms his more or less, like, obsession with death and the afterlife and angels and all that kind of stuff. And if you look, if you start reading about John Dee, there's a lot of really interesting things. So when they talked to the angels, more or less channeling these angels, 
they actually came and the scrying and talking to the angels they uh i guess received a language called enochian which they called the language Ooh. of the angels mm-hmm. so if you want to see that this is what it looked like this was the enochian language the language of the angels which john d apparently got from the angels it's pretty cool and i think like one of my favorite things about this whole thing is that they still have his scrying devices like in a museum. So here's his actual scrying devices that he used to talk to the dead and to angels. That's his actual crystal sphere, wax tablets with the like uh, key of Solomon like designs on them and a gold tablet that he used to scry into. And that's like a black mirror that he has scryed into. That's, very cool. Yeah, and they're actually like carved wax tablets from the time of Elizabeth that actually belonged oh to John Dee. Like, who found those? Be like, whoa! Whoa! Did he leave them all packaged up somewhere? And probably. Whoa. Yeah, so... That's very cool. Yeah. So John Dee and Edward Kelly, if you want to read something cool, reading about those guys is really neat. Again, they more or less like normalized... The occult and psychic things after a lo- after a long, long, long time of it being like, uh oh, Satan. <laughs> uh oh. So it was it was kind of like they sort of were trying to. I mean, they saw they more or less like made it scientific. Like to them, it was a scientific process. It was like alchemy mixed with talking to these angels, which I think is just really fascinating because they felt like it was some. It. I mean, whatever was happening, they saw it as something like true and accurate so anyway yeah wasn't that fun that's, that's very that's cool it was fun it was fun 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 so there's some history for you after all of this like questionable stuff there's a fact fact facts <laughs> there were skulls there were skulls in that painting which i made which made me really happy because i love art history i love like any sort of old art and things like that and like how much more metal was that painting that there was just a bunch of skulls <laughs> I would have loved, like, that would have been the best painting. Right? Like, that looks so cool. Yeah. I feel like with the, the Ring of Skulls, it adds a lot to what is going on. Oh, yeah. Sorry, otherwise Elizabeth. Otherwise, it's just kind of, like, bland. Yeah. Like, Sorry, Meh. Elizabeth. You're cold, but the skulls, I mean, you're cool, but the skulls made it better. You're also probably cold. <laughs> yeah. Probably a little chilly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, the skulls are hidden. What does it say? I bet that could be like a new national treasure book or something about alchemy and skulls. <laughs> Wait, that's a really cool concept. Right? You should, I feel like one of us should write this book. Oh, uh, we can put it in the Spooky Scouts manual. <laughs> <gasps> that's the origin yeah. or like how you can find out more about alchemy. You have to follow this like yeah, invisible hidden skulls. trail. Invisible skulls. skulls. Yeah, Kayla and I have been working on the Spooky Scouts manual stuff, and I'm really excited because it's stuff like that, and it's great and weird and fun. Cool. Oh, Spurdy Goose said there's a Virtus Serum video that talks about why the multiverse is probably real. Sick. I'm just gonna, Ew. I'm just gonna believe that Sigil is real. I'm just that's, gonna. That's what I want. Not look really. at that. <laughs> yeah, National Treasure is a terrible movie, and it's supposed to be U.S. based. It could have been done better, but watching Nicolas Cage run around going, "We need to steal the Declaration of Independence." independent is definitely <laughs> worth your time and you should watch it not sober okay <laughs> true anything involving nicholas cage yeah, is is, is, is great and fantastic uh well so that was it i had some fun history stuff not as entertaining as yours kayla but you know oh i just i just passed by gary again it's gary he's drive by drive by drive by 
Um, let's do some stories. Let's yes. do some, some of these stories here. It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. This one comes from Parker. Parker says, You could consider me a skeptic. I don't usually subscribe to a lot of strange and phenomenal concepts. I need a lot of evidence stacked up to be convinced of anything paranormal. That being said, I love listening to people's stories of what they cannot explain. The mystery of it all I find so fun, and as much as I try to reason away a lot, there are stories and things that I can find no satisfactory explanations for. I had a dream about two years back that I still think of at night sometimes. It had started quite normally. I was leaving home at about midday, walking down my street to a destination I no longer remember. (laughs) After I turned past my driveway and was nearing to where I would be able to see the side of my house, I noticed something. It was a noise. A recorder was being played. I was not supposed to, to acknowledge that. It's hard to describe that feeling, but I knew deep within me that I was not supposed to recognize it. I was supposed to keep walking and follow through with a perfectly normal dream where some odd things would happen and I would wake up and shrug away the strangeness of my mind, forgetting it probably minutes after. I didn't do that, though. I broke the dream, just in acknowledging the sound. It felt like my whole body and soul were telling me to turn back and undo what I just did. The sound was supposed to be there, but be unnoticed. It was supposed to be as unnoticeable as wind or white noise or the sound of blood in coursing through bodies. Noticing it felt like I betrayed some sort of unspoken pact with the universe. It's like I was an actor who looked at the camera when they were not supposed to. Ooh. I can be watched, but not break the barrier of letting those that watch me know I am aware. Ooh. Nevertheless, my dream self turned in the direction of the sound. The noise was coming from a shadowy silhouette of a small boy playing a recorder, facing me from the side of my house. My eyes became tunnel-like. Everything around the boy was dark like a vignette, but was also warped and twisting, making the boy the only clear thing I could see. Nothing was normal anymore after doing this. Everything, in a very cosmic sense, felt like it had shifted. After seeing this entity, though that word doesn't seem to do its otherworldliness justice, and feeling its aura, I knew I was supposed to stay there and be overtaken like a natural punishment for doing what I obviously shouldn't. I resisted that feeling. I ran to it. As I pushed myself towards it, the ground felt unstable, like it was shifting in and out of existence. The aura of warped darkness became more weird and intense as I got closer. The noise on his recorder was becoming shrill. At about halfway there, completely terrified, I woke up. In the dark, I woke up to find my eyes tearing and clouded, but more pressing was the adrenaline I could feel shooting throughout my body. I can't properly liken the feeling to anything I've ever really felt before. It was so primal and wrong, I felt like I was going to pass out. Instead, I cleared my eyes and picked up my phone to watch some mindless YouTube and drown away how rattled I was. Eventually, I was able to get to sleep and continue with my life regularly. Whenever I remember this dream, though I feel that shooting adrenaline... 
The more I think about the details, which are still crystal clear to me, I feel the adrenaline more intensely. When I think of the details, my eyes tear up too, not enough to cloud up or spill over, but it's like discovering a new memory of someone who you loved had long passed, where you feel the corners of your eyes dampen just a bit more than they should. I won't pretend to be able to make sense of that dream or reason away why it still can affect me, but as someone that is usually skeptical of strange things, this is not an event that I can shrug away. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, to me, that sounds like a bit of, like, faction, maybe? Because, like, I can see... I can. I mean, a creepy dream, like, is always... Like, that's always creepy. I feel. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So you're saying faction. Yeah. Chat is saying a lot of fiction... Well, guess what, everyone? You're all wrong. Oh, no! It's true! Oh, no! It's so spooky! Ah! And it was really ah! well written, too. You got us. Got him. Parker says, this is true. Basically, I found my patron, and I'm pretty sure he's a great old one. Whoa. Still waiting on the powers, though. Whoa. Spooky! Whoa! What an experience. What an experience. That's wild. That's a wild story. I don't like I the idea one. of, like, great old ones just walking around when I'm, like, going to get a coffee. And playing the recorder, I hated learning to play Ugh, the recorder. The recorder was bad. Cursed. Yeah, the recorder was bad. All I could play was that one, like, song that was, like, do-do-do-do. Hot Cross Buns? No, In the Jungle. In the oh. Jungle, the Mighty Jungle. That one. Okay, well, I was. Sh- I think I only knew Hot Cross Buns. Oh, okay, that's fair, too. I'm sending you the next one in two parts because it's too long for Discord. Discord, please extend your character limit. That would be nice. Thank you, Discord. So right. there is no sign-off. Yes, this one's anonymous. Um, I also... It also comes with some maps, but since we're having, like, stream issues, do you want these so you can throw them up? Or uh, yeah, do you for some just reason, read it? throwing things up has been easier this time. <laughs> so I don't know. So yes. Okay, I will give you both maps. I kind of don't want to because the labels give away what this alien... Or, dang it, I just said the word alien! <laughs> I was going to say this story's about because I didn't want to tell you it was about aliens, but I ruined it. No, it's fine. It's fine. Just give me the maps. I'm now everyone knows. Maps. Now everyone knows. Now everyone knows. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh my god. Okay, there you go. It's fine. I've ruined everything. Oh, no, we have no, I like that we have maps. I know it's great. Whoa. I've ruined it. It might be the same map twice, attached twice, actually. Looks like it's the same thing. Oh, I just brought it up where your picture is. I'm gonna put it over. That's fine, please cover my shame. No, you're back. Okay, I'll cover both of our shame there. Now no one can see either of us. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> that's that's fine. Okay, here's the map. I actually need to make it bigger because you can't really see it. Spooky. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was somewhere between the ages of 14 to 16 when this event took place. It was late at night, and I had just woken up when I heard the roller door that leads to the patio from the main room of the house open. So I got up to investigate this strange occurrence, thinking it might be someone trying to pull a B and E, which is breaking, breaking and entering. Ooh. 
As I left my room, I saw that the end of the hallway leading to the main rooms lit up, and as I rounded the corner, I saw a humanoid figure in the middle of the main room. The figure was about five feet or 5.9 to 6 feet in height, with lanky limbs, gray skin, no mouth, and big black eyes, and was lit up from some obscenely bright light coming from the backyard through the curtains, which were closed. Ah! The first thought that went through my head was, bullshit, this isn't real. I mean, uh, yeah. As two seconds later, another figure parted the curtain and began to enter the house. At this point, my my fight or flight instincts kicked in, and I started to run to my brother's room, trying to quickly run past the first figure. I was unsuccessful. It mirrored my movements, and I had I had stopped about an arm's length Ugh. from it, and it cr- it crooked, crooked, hold on, oh, and cr- I crooked my head to the side in disbelief, and all the figure did was stare at me. Then I ran Ugh. to my parents' room when a third figure came out of the darkened living room that separated their room from the main room and kitchen. Completely shaken, I ran into the kitchen, and I huddled into a ball and tried to close the pantry door from inside in some foolish attempt to hide. One of the figures pulled the door open, and as I looked up at it standing over me, tilting its head at almost a 90-degree angle to look down at me, oh, I hate that, I put my head between my knees and closed my eyes in fear that that was the last thing I remember. In fear. And that's the last thing I remember from that event. I have a another memory of waking up in bed and seeing red, opening my eyes and feeling like I was just stabbed in the eyes by the sun, then quickly shutting them and reopening them after they had somewhat adjusted. My room was lit up, eggshell white from some light source outside, and I could hear the sa- hear a sound like a corrugated pipe being spun around, but the pipe's end was always pointed towards me. Oh, I hate that. After a few seconds, the light began to rise and and dim, as did the sound. But as the sound quieted, it almost had some reverse Doppler effect on it. Perhaps the memory is linked with the first one, but they aren't linked chronologically in my head, which is strange. Cool. That's cool. I love this map because it's just this, like, hallway. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Like, there's the spot where it's, like, bullshit. <laughs> That's amazing. And there's the alien! Ah! And they're in the cupboard. I want to know, like, where did they- were they living on a farm? Like, was this in the middle of nowhere? Like, it's a pretty... Pretty nice house. Yeah. There's a BBQ. Wait, did you see the burbs? Burbs, burbs, burbs. burbs. <laughs> Table, BBQ. Burbs, 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 burbs. Are the birds outside? Burbs, burbs, burbs. Oh, maybe it's like a closed-in porch or something. Maybe? Yeah, it looks like a, yeah, there's a BBQ, so it looks like it's like a porch. Burbs, burbs, burbs. That's adorable. Um, That's terrifying. Oh, I'm just going to say that that's true because I want it to be true because I hate gray aliens and it's a great story. <laughs> Ooh! All right. Thank you for the map. Okay. Too. So uh, the, from anonymous, burbs, burbs, burbs. Well, guess what, Holly? This one's real. No! No! <laughs> no! There, you were abducted by aliens, person. Go get an X-ray to see if there's any implants in your arms. And they've also included an a bonus story. No. <laughs> Okay, so their bonus story is, on the 29th of March, 2011, at a hotel on the Gold Coast, Australia, at somewhere between 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., I was chilling on the balcony of a hotel room that my friend and I had rented for his 18th birthday, having a smoke. Don't smoke, kids. I was admiring the night sky after a night of clubbing when I saw a particularly bright star in the sky. I compared it to the other stars in the sky, but none were as bright. 
Then after a few minutes, this star rotated 90 degrees in a clockwise ah! motion. Like its belly was facing the ocean, then rotated to face the northern horizon and took off in a line of light. Almost like a rubber band being stretched to the point of backing and flung over the horizon no. in a second or less. I haven't seen anything like it since. No. Aliens. Aliens. I hate it. That was great. So scary. I just like, I hate that you just like walk outside. Like if I'm sorry, but if I saw like a six foot tall gray alien in my house, I wouldn't even hide. I think I just shit myself right there. Yep. And just like lie in my shit on the ground. I would just lay down. I would just be like, nope. I would just lay down, maybe covered in shit to make me unappealable to their like (laughs) probing. They're like, no, I'm smelly. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. So scary. Uh, ew. <laughs> Angel said ew. That's the reaction That's I the want point. from the aliens. I want them to be like, ew, and then like walk away. Then you don't get abducted. Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate aliens. Th- these are some, this is some big brain thinking right here that yeah. Holly's serving. Yeah. My big brain thinking <laughs> is just cover yourself in shit, lie on the ground, and the aliens will leave you alone because you smell bad. Yeah. It's true. It's fact. Checkmate. Sheeple. Checkmate. Sheeple. Sheeple. <laughs> That's the new method. Yeah. I mean, I got it from wildlife. Vultures and seagulls and seabirds regurgitate on their enemies. It's a very, it's very useful defense mechanism. So you could also Projectile throw, vomit. Yeah, you could also throw up on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's true. Vultures do do that. It's a it's a thing. I am assuming that they have some way to smell. If they don't, then well, you're just screwed and you've shat on yourself. <laughs> Also, they have noses, right? They always have noses. Yeah, they always have noses. Yeah, so they have to smell something. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, that's your method. Yep. Moving forward. Moving forward. (laughs) It's your your mission. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I I mean, I can't push any buttons, so just go ahead. Okay. This one comes from Allison. My family is Italian, and my mother's side of the family had a lot of family members. My grandfather was one of either six or seven kids. When I was younger, we moved into a house that had been owned by my great-uncle Michael, so my grandfather's brother. He passed away in 1989, and my great-aunt Rose had moved into assistant living shortly after he passed away, but she never sold the house. It was fully furnished, but just vacant for years. Another family member was having someone go in to clean and take care of the yard, but other than that, there was never anyone there. Cut to 1997, when my great-aunt sold us the house and we moved in. My mom, myself, my sister, and my brother. We also had dogs and cats. Almost immediately after we moved in, weird things began to happen. I would wake up constantly throughout the night, and I could see the dark outline of a person standing over my bed. This went on every night until I moved out of the house in 2009. Our dogs and cats would be sound asleep and then just bolt awake, bark or hiss at one specific closet door in my bedroom and then run from the room. My boyfriend, now husband, was walking behind me going downstairs one day, and he suddenly fell forward. He shouted, but laughed because he thought my brother was behind him and had pushed him down the stairs, but there was no one behind us. He swears he felt hands on the back of his shoulders like someone pushed him. But perhaps the most interesting thing that happened was the night I woke up because I heard music coming from the stereo in the living room downstairs. I went out to the hallway and could clearly hear a Dean Martin song playing. 
I started down the stairs and the music abruptly stopped. Oh no. I waited for a second, super confused, but it didn't come back on. So I went back up to my room. As soon as I reached the landing, my mom came out of her room and asked why I had the stereo on at three in the morning. I told her it wasn't me. I thought it was my brother, but there was no one down there. She just kind of looked at me and was like, you definitely heard it though, right? Dean Martin? It was then that I learned that this was not the first time that this had happened. My sister had been woken up several times by the music before, and she heard it that night as well, but was too tired to get out of bed, knowing from previous experience that there wouldn't be anyone there. This happened again and again, and the stereo even started going on by itself during the day on occasion, and it would always be on the AM station that played old Italian music, (laughs) even if we had changed it to something else previously. That's so weird. So it was a ghost radio. Spooky. Spooky radio. Well, and also the note, I, I like how this person said the weirdest thing was the radio, but glossed over the fact that they woke up every night <laughs> yeah. for the entire time they lived there with a shadow standing over them, like every night, yeah, that's, every single night. I don't like that either. Don't like that? When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a ghost. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say that one's fact. I feel like creepy music is fact facty. That can happen feel like the chat agrees with you. I see a fiction, but more fact. Well, you got this. <gasps> this is all true. No! And my, this is all true, and my sister still lives in that house, but doesn't experience much anymore. However, her dog still barks randomly at the same closet that our old pets were freaked out by. No! I don't know. No! I hate creepy closets, too. I don't like that at all. Nope, I nope, nope. hate it. Nope, nope, nope. Should we do one more? There's no sign off for this one. Okay. No sign. Anonymous. All right. My family took a four-day camping trip last summer. The campsite was in a forest area with a river that led into a reservoir and a nearby nature preserve. I, for one, was more than happy to escape into nature, if even for a few days. The first two days were spent relaxing and trying to spot deer. On day three, we decided to take a canoe ride around the river. This all sounds pleasant. Nothing could go wrong. Yeah. (laughs) We had gotten around where the reservoir meets the river when I thought I saw a large shadow around the middle of the reservoir. I didn't say anything, figuring it was probably just the water making a small fish look bigger. My parents landed at the shore to try and get some photos of the preserve. While they set up, I heard a large splash behind me, rocking the canoe pretty hard. I guessed it was a fish jumping out of the water, but I didn't exactly know what fish lived in the reservoir or river, let alone which one was big enough to make that kind of splash. Uh, When they were done with their pictures, my parents got back into the canoe and we started heading back to our campsite. I looked back to see a deer cautiously looking around where we had been. It looked around, then got closer to the edge of the water. At this point, we felt something big bump into our canoe. My dad would later tell me he looked out to see what we hit and only saw a large shadow nearly the size of the canoe itself. I looked back to the deer just in time to see water and a flash of something long and slender, then nothing. The only thing left was a few bubbles in the water near the water's edge. I never told my parents about the deer or what I saw happen. Ooh. Spooky. So a water monster. Water. Water water or a catfish. Ooh. (laughs) People, I've been camping for four days. That's possible. You just don't shower. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you don't need to go looking for deer. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to (sighs) say... I don't know. I feel like that one might be fiction only because, like, if I saw something in the water, I would tell my parents. <laughs> if, here, if I would have been like, I oh my god, my there's something you. in the water. Quick, you have a camera pointed at it. But it also could Please be help. fact because it could have just been a catfish. 
Because catfish get real big. Catfish eating a deer? The deer probably got scared. Mm. Yeah. It's true. Could have gotten scared. Anyway. Yeah. Who knows? Fell right in. All right. Oh, I think it's So fiction. which do you think? Okay. I, it seems as if chat agrees with you, and I will say, ah! you got it. It's fiction. It's fiction. We got it. We did it. Good job, a good everyone. good story, though. Using but your I skills. would tell my parents. And they had a camera. I would have been like, point the camera at the sea monster. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Please. So when you're writing... <laughs> you get money for yeah. this from the Inquirer. So when you write stories, even if they're excell- excellently written stories, uh, you can always trick us more by making by thinking about what would you do in these situations. Maybe you, maybe you, you wouldn't. Maybe writer, you wouldn't tell believable. your parents. That's fair, too. I would freak out. Fair. Yeah, Why would you keep this secret? Yeah, well, thank you all for watching. I'm sorry, River Monster. I'm sorry, it was a River Monster. Not a sea monster. Yeah, if you could all send Kayla good vibes so she's no longer cursed, that'd be cool. Thanks, please, <laughs> thanks. All the good- Send me your, like, Goku Dragon your psychic, Ball Z energy. Yeah, your please. psychic vibes. If you, uh, bless. Hashtag bless. Thank you, if Real Enchanter. Yeah, so if you want to follow us, we're, I'll have Wee Crowing Hen stuff everywhere that's where everything is and now that is what twitch is uh we're also working on a spooky scouts manual and the new dice that are coming out which are going to be spooky scouts dice to go with a little zine it's going to be sick so we're going to have uh that up soon and that's not a pre-order so that's actually going to be available soon once all of that is done i'm very excited about it and yeah we will see you next week and hopefully uh you all will take care of yourselves and don't get abducted by aliens. Yes. So make sure to be safe, spooky scouts, and we'll see you next time. Okay, bye. bye. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us for Spooky Saturday. I'm Kayla Klein, and you can find me at KaylaKlein.com or on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly. And you can find our clothing store at TrashCoven.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about Spooky Saturday and becoming a Spooky Scout, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookySaturday.com. Spooky Saturday airs live every Saturday on twitch.tv slash hollyconrad at 3 p.m. Pacific.